Well, we're glad that you're here. Welcome. Um, man, we're just we're a little different type of church. Um, we meet once a month um, for a lot of churches. For um, probably the majority of American <laughs> churches across America, they celebrated Easter last week. You know, I was celebrating it with a lot of churches at the, at the Hollywood Bowl with ten thousand other people. It was really awesome. Um, but, but for our churches, we're a hybrid church. We meet once a month. Um, and so we s- celebrate certain events, you know, sometimes early, sometimes late. But nonetheless, it's the spirit that, that still lives on, amen? Right? So we're so excited to, to have the service here today and to, and to really just share about the great news that, of, um, of Easter, of, of what it is that we um, celebrate, the foundation of our faith, um, the and to celebrate the good news, the gospel that, that comes with our faith. Um, and basically today, I hope to share with you guys today the, the, this good news that, that all Christians believe and stand firm um, and makes it really the cornerstone of our faith. And we'll go ahead and get right into it because we have quite a bit of things to do. and It'll be really fun service. I'll give you that much. Um, if you guys have your Bibles, go ahead and turn to Romans 3. And we have Bibles in the back if you guys don't have any. Um, uh, right by the box back there, but we're going to look into Romans three, um, and basically the overall theme of today's talk is is the movie of life, um, and how I kind of see is like there's certain components of every movie uh, that that I see reflected in our own lives, and I'd like to share with each of those components with you guys. Um, and here in Romans three, um, I think it's over here. We're going to look right into Romans three, um, eleven in uh, 12, but even before that, one of the first components that I just wanted to share with you guys is, is how a movie kind of starts off is you, you start to learn about the setting of, of a movie, right? Like certain movies, they, you can see where they're based at, if it's in Hollywood or, or, or New York, um, and, and in this first, in life, how I see it is um, we, see, we see a lot of things in in our own lives, you know, we watch the news and we kind of see the brokenness of this world. Um, and the news is really great. The media is really great at highlighting the the bad stuff of our life, isn't it? Um, just the other um, day, I heard on the news like these hikers, kind of uh, they there were one lady I think um, died from um, an Eaton Canyon off of one of my favorite hikes that I hike all the time. Um, I guess for whatever reason she kind of fell off the cliff taking a photo or, or something. But it was just such a shame. And there's just so much, um, and I think the news and the media is so great at just showing the brokenness that we have in our lives, you know, the, the violence. Um, I'm really looking into uh, doing some more work in South LA and Watts, and there's just so much violence there. Um, and the media has been actually showing a lot of violence in, in Chicago and across the globe, really. There's so much violence and un- unsettledness. Um, but nonetheless, you know, that's not a point that I need to share with you guys so much that, that this world is, is just kind of broken, right? Like it just has so much violence, um, and there's death, and there's, there's, there's confused morals, I think, even today, that, that the media still talks about. Um, and how the Bible kind of depicts it in Roman 3.11, um, right here, is that none is righteous. No, not one. No one understands. No one seeks for God. All have turned aside. Together they have become worthless. No one does good, not even one. And, you know, what that, I feel like, really just puts into place in, in the setting of our lives is just that, you know, we as individuals, we live in a crazy, broken world. 
you know, and and not only that we're we're living in this world. At, at times, I even see like you know we ourselves are are broken, right? Like we ourselves are subject to death. That's one thing everybody has in common is is is, is, is we will all be subject to death. And at times, you know, there's there's times of hurt in each of our lives. There's just times of lust, um, and sin is is just in us. Um, and another cool thing about our church um, that helps us, you know, live throughout this world together and and help empower one another is to really have um, we have a huge emphasis on small groups and. Um, the the small groups they're they're so cool. Um, so many great things happen in the small groups. We're sharing about one another. We're learning how to carry each other's burdens and and growing to God closer um, together with one another. Um, and I just wanted to. I know this is a little different for a lot of churches, but we're just going to break into small groups. Um, in each of your bulletins, you have a sort of small group number assignment. And we're just going to break into a quick small group and discuss a quick question, just for about five minutes. And the question is just going to be, what is your current life setting? You know, if you're new to church, if it's your first time here at Greenleaf, um, if you've been here before, um, and yeah, just just kind of share that. And the the goal of this is just kind of just understand what a small group is like and what you can get out of it. All right, let's go ahead and wrap it up, and then we'll get back to our seats. <laughs> All right, yeah. So that was a really brief, quick, um, small group discussion. Um, hopefully everybody had a chance to share at least their names. <laughs> at least get that out at least and, and meet one another. But, um, in essence, you know, that's, that's kind of what our church, what, what we've kind of understand how our church kind of really strengthens is through these small groups. Not so much the five minute small groups. We don't really do that so much. That isn't where we strength that. But it's, it's these small groups, that type of discussions that, that help us grow, um, towards God, um, and, and helping each other carry each other's burdens. And, and just crazy things start happening when we just care for one another and, and start praying for one another. Um, and so, so hopefully you guys get that, um, sort of in the small group. And it's, again, you know, we're looking at this, the setting of, um, of our lives. And I think it's just so easy. There's just so much stuff out there in our world that, that we understand the, the environment and the times that we're in now is, is quite, you know, dark and, and, and gloomy. It's, it's not, it's, it's a broken world nonetheless, right? Um, and it goes on to, and the Bible, what's, what's cool about it, what I also see is it goes on to talk about the plot of our lives, right? Um, in movies, the plot is basically the storyline that, that surrounds the whole movie. Um, for for those uh, action-packed movies, it's normally the villain versus the hero, right? Um, or maybe if you're a romantic, comedic type of person, um, it's it's kind of like the boy meets the girl, and, and not quite sure where the girl stands, and 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 so on. It's it's a romantic comedy. In life, right? The plot I kind of see it in 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 our lives is, is when we understand it is as the it is a broken world. And there's, and because of it's a broken world and, and there's, there's so much hurt and so much pain in this world, it kind of leads to our own brokenness, um, in ourselves. Um, and in God's eyes, it's, uh, it's kind of this, depicted as this in Romans 322, um, 3.22. The righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ for all who believe, for there is no distinction. For all have sinned and fall short the glory of God. Right, so there's this. This is the 
sort of storyline of our lives is the fact that we, we are broken, for we are fallen short of, of God's glory. Um, and it's, it's interesting, because there's this idea of, um, of, of man, is it because of us? Is it our fault that we're kind of broken? You know, is, is it our fault that, that we're hurt? Um, like, we, we, sometimes we may justify ourselves, like, man, you know, I live up my life by the golden rule. I try to do good to others, and, and, and hopefully good comes back to me. You know, I put some good efforts in the universe, and hopefully um, some, some other people may, may do good to me. But I think in, in God's eyes, it's, it's not even about the act of us doing good. God is so much more, um, so much more uh, interested in our heart, right? He's so, he's so much more interested in, in, in how we have a heart for others. Um, and I think of how, um, the, how Jesus was on the, Mormon, um, the Sermon on the Mount, and he's surrounded by these crowds of people. Um, and some people, you know, they're, they're not even quite sure why they're there. They're just following the crowds. And it's just crazy because Jesus, Jesus is preaching to, to the hurt, to the broken. And he's preaching. He's saying, man, you know, blessed are those who, who are poor in spirit, right? And I can imagine there's people just cheering like, yeah, you know, my spirit is poor. You know, like, like there's so much in my life that's happening that, that just hurts my soul. And, and, and Jesus even goes on to say, man, you know, like you've heard the rules that, that um, you're supposed to love, um, you're supposed to turn the other cheek. And, and Jesus even takes the next step to say, man, if you even hate someone in your heart, that's, that's sin. You know, if, if you even hate someone in your heart, that's, that's the brokenness of this world. And that's the brokenness in us. Um, and he goes on to say, man, if, if you even have, have idols, if you lust, um, if you want other things, if you want your neighbor's things, and, and if you put certain, you put work above God, you know, he sees that as such an idol. So it's, so it really comes down to this, to this issue of us not even, um, being able to, to do things with our own, um, might to overcome this brokenness of the world, right? Because again, you know, we're all in the same boat for we have all sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Um, and this is where the key of the good news comes in. Us understanding like, man, you know, this world is, is kind of, messed up. This world is kind of broken, and you know, because there's so much hurt and pain in this world, um, it kind of, I'm kind of in that same world. I'm kind of hurt and um, pain-stricken. But the good news, there's uh, the good news that we celebrate today is, is really in, it talks about in verse 24, you know, the fact that we are justified by His, by God's grace as a gift through redemption that is in Christ Jesus. You know, and um, if there's anything that I can really sh- love to share and talk about is, is the fact of this awesome great news. You know, the fact that, man, you know, there's such, there's an awesome God um, that sent his one and only son, Jesus Christ, um, to be born of a virgin by the Holy Spirit who came to this world as fully man and fully God um, so that he may be our ultimate sacrifice. That um, he was nailed on the cross for our brokenness, our sins, so we can be forgiven and through his grace and declared righteousness, right? Like, that, that is really what the good news, that is really what we celebrate here today about, is that, man, you know, God loved us so much that he sees this broken world, he sees our broken selves, and, and he sent his son so that we may be deemed righteous, we, we may be deemed clean. You know, I think that's, that's such, that's such good news. 
Um, and again, you know, I, I would imagine when Jesus is talking about it in the Sermon on the Mount, that people are just cheering him on. People are just like, yeah, God, you know, you're for me because I can't overcome um, things in my life because because of the sins that, that hold me bondage, the Bible describes it as, because of this, this crazy stuff in my life that, that I don't understand, even though when I try, even though when I try to do good, um, um, there's, there's this conflict in my life that I can't, I can't let go. Um, and I think this is the, the plot, the storyline, that really just surrounds each and every one of us today. Um, and even when Jesus was preaching um, on the mount, Right, he was preaching this, and there was again there was crowds of people that followed him. Crowds, um, some of the crowds, they've seen his miracles, and they were like, "Yeah, you know, this is this is Jesus. This is the awesome guy. I want to follow him." And 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 there's other crowds that 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 would hear the stories. They would they would hear it by word. They would be like, "Yeah, you know, so and so, I saw Jesus do this," um, even though they themselves didn't see it, but they believed it because it was it was from testimony. Um, and others, they just followed the crowd just because there was a crowd to follow, right? Um, and I think it's it's like that in our lives. We we hear this, we hear that man, you know, God God did this for us, and that's why we celebrate today is His resurrection. Um, and I think it's uh, for for everybody. They 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 come to a point to just really deciding of man, you know, do I, which crowd am I going to follow? Am I going to be the crowd that 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 declare, man, Jesus, he is the right guy. This is the Messiah. This is the Lord and Savior. Um, or maybe it's just part of the crowd of like, I'm not quite sure, but I'm going to follow anyways, and hopefully I keep learning. Um, or it could just be the other crowd. After hearing the news, it's like, man, you know, this can't be right. Jesus being our God, that's, that's just weird. <laughs> but um, I feel like at every um, point of our lives, we kind of have this um, decision within our plots to kind of decide, man, you know, to accept this uh, good news. Um, but for even those who, um, who accept the good news, you know, their, their life kind of continues to this continual conflict um, that we'll see. Um, and the conflict, it's, it's, it's the most exciting part of the movie. It's kind of the showdown, right? It's the good versus evil. Um, for those romantic comedy movies, it's it maybe the struggle of the girl choosing the right guy, um, or the nice guy, or the bad guy. Um, and in, in the conflict of a Christian life, it kind of depicted here in Romans 6, um, verses 1 through 2. It says, it talks about the conflict of our lives. What shall we say then? Are we to continue in sin that grace may abound? By no means. How can we who died to sin still live in it? Right, so... So I see the the conflict that I see here is is man you know I I understand that man this world is broken I understand like there's stuff in my life that's kind of broken um, but man you know I but I believe in Jesus and and I believe he he deems me righteous and he gives me grace but at the same time you know I sin and I ask for forgiveness and I keep repeating the same cycle of just sinning of of, of just being hurt and I keep um, asking God for forgiveness for the same sin. Um, and, and how does this really work in my life? I think that's a conflict that's, um, f- that's continual in every Christian's life. Uh, it continues to talk about this conflict in s- verses 17 through 18. Um, 17 through 18. But thanks be to God, 
that who that you who were once slaves of sin have become obedient from the heart to the standard of teaching to which you were committed, and having been set free from sin, have been slaves of righteousness. Uh, I think what's so powerful for me is that we're set free from sin. God's word tells us that we are set free from sins, and now that we are slaves of righteousness. You know, and it's and it just continues this conflict of like, man, you know, I understand that Jesus, he's he's an awesome guy, you know, he's I'm gonna follow him and and it's so easy for us to kind of get into these routines, you know, by doing these works. It's like, man, I, I'm a Christian now. I'm going to keep going to church every Sunday. Maybe I'll attend a Bible study here and there um, and, and follow, maybe take some discipleship classes and, and follow a formulated structure to kind of um, overcome, you know, our brokenness. And I'm not saying, like, all that stuff is bad, but it's just where our heart is again, Right? It's, it, there's, this, there's this conflict of like, man, God, you know, your, your word tells us that, that you're going to free me from sin, that I won't be bonded to, to the loneliness in my life, to the anger, to the lust. But, um, but I'm not seeing that in my life. I'm going to keep going to more Bible studies. Maybe if I go to three Bible studies a week, then I'll overcome, you know, my, my, my troubles. Maybe then I'll be a little more happy. Um, but I feel like the more the more we try to keep doing things our own will and, and our own strength and try to change our behaviors. And that's basically what we're doing, right? Just changing our behaviors. Um, but the challenge is that our heart doesn't change, right? It's, it's the fact that we keep adding more more programs and more structures to, to our lives to, to try to be better. Um, but the, the real truth is just our heart doesn't change. We still struggle over the same things. Um, and it's... I feel like that's just a continual conflict that we all really face. Um, but it's not bad. There's a resolution to come. Um, just like the end of a movie, there's, the resolution is a solution to the conflict. You know, um, in, in good movies, the hero wins, right? There's a happy ending. In a good movie, the girl actually chooses the right guy that, that's good for her and in good relationship. Um, and the resolution is really described here in Romans 8. Um, we're going to go through Romans 8 with the first couple of verses. Um, Romans 8 and verse 1. It says here, There is now therefore no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. For the, law, for the law of the Spirit of life has set you free in Christ Jesus from the law of sin and death. For God has done what the law weakened by the flesh could not do by sending his own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin. He can um, sin. he condemns sin in the flesh in order that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not according to the flesh but according to the spirit. Um, I think that's as far. Yeah, um, and it's it's awesome because here I, I read again in verse one. You know, there, there's no condemnation. There's no condemnation, and that's that condemnation that it talks about. Is, it's this is this guilt. That stops us, right? This guilt and this, this sort of fear of like, man, you know, um, I hear all the time, man, I'm not going to go to church until I kind of fix myself up. You know, I'm, I'm not going to go to church until I kind of give up some vices or, or give up some things that, that I do, and then maybe I'll be okay to go to church. But the truth is, you know, that we're all kind of messed up. We all have vices, even when we come to church, right? There's still stuff in our hearts that's heavy. There's still stuff in our hearts that's, that needs mending, um, and here, where it says in verse 1, there's no condemnation. 
no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Um, and in, in verse 2, it continues to say, the spirit of life has set you free in Christ Jesus. And, and that promise of God is, is, is to say that, man, we are no longer held captive to the power of sin. You know, we're no longer held captive to, to this guilt, this guilt of like, man, you know, I messed up again. How, how can I go to God again? I messed up continually for the same thing. Um, and, and I just keep doing things on my own strength and will. But here's the good news in verses 6 and 7. For to set the mind on the flesh is death, but to set on the mind, but to set the mind on the spirit is life and peace. And, and, and that's what basically saying is us understanding like, man, you know, God, he, he does some crazy things. Like I can't even explain the crazy things when we set our life, our minds on his spirit. You know, that's the key right there. When we set our life and our, and, and our minds on, on his spirit, um, crazy things start happening. And because of God's grace and his righteousness, man, our heart starts getting transformed. And, it's, and then it's, that's what the key secret, the key secret sauce of a Christian life is, is us depending on God's grace and his righteousness to really change our hearts, to really help us um, move beyond our guilt, move beyond us falling sh- uh, short and, and being guilty and overcome this brokenness of the world. Um, and man, you know, it's, again, it's just this, we get stuck in this, um, conflict of, of us falling short, then us repenting, then looking to God for His grace. Um, but it's only when we, uh, keep our eyes on Him, on His grace and righteousness, that we get overwhelmed by His love and move to overcome our struggle through His grace. I think that's, that's the key. That's the key is, it's, it's, it's so hard to explain in practical terms, but man, I've seen it done, um, in, in life. I mean, even it, the Bible talks about, um, you know, Jesus doing crazy things. And I just think about, man, you know, if I believe Jesus made a lame man walk, Jesus made a blind man see, man, if I just keep my eyes on Him, what crazy things could He do in my life? What crazy things could God do in my life? Um, if I just keep um, my eyes on him and and see that man you know his grace and righteousness is just so overwhelming that that i I kind of have to um, overcome things it 's a difficult process you know it 's a lifelong process to kind of um, to overcome certain sins um, but again you know our emphasis of a church is these small groups the small groups that we've we 've did just for five minutes earlier and it 's the small groups they create accountability they create support they create um, and just an environment for God to just use one another to, to help you overcome the brokenness. And the key thing is just the fact that, man, you know, when, when we look to God and, and see him, it's really by his strength and his power that that's crazy things that happen in our lives, you know. Um, and I think that's, that's just amazing for us to understand and, and accept today. Um, and it's, it's that truth that we really celebrate Easter. You know, it's that truth of, man, that's why Jesus died on the cross. Jesus died on the cross for us so we can be free, so we can receive his grace and, and deemed righteous in his eyes. Um, and, man, you know, uh, we, we remember the last moments of um, Jesus with his disciples. Uh, uh, and it's, his last moments is really described in Luke's um, in Luke chapter 22, 
Um, and Jesus talks about this communion that he does with his disciples. It's a really intimate thing. Um, Jesus basically uh, took the bread and, and broke it and told his disciples, you know, this is my body given for you. Um, and he takes the cup. This is my blood and poured out for you. And he tells his uh, disciples, do this in remembrance of me. Do this communion in remembrance of me. Um, and it's such an intimate act. Uh, and it's and as we that's what we have out here today is um, the the grape juice to represent that wine um, and uh, the the bread <laughs> the bread <laughs> for the communion. Um, and it's we're going to take a moment and do that now. You know, and um, this this is really for those just like Jesus was talking to his disciples. Communion is is for those who believe him, um, and it's again you know just take a moment to kind of reflect where we are in our lives and reflect, man, you know the the troubles of our world and, and where you are, um, and what kind of troubles are um, going in your lives, and we stand reminded um, that. Jesus died on the cross for us, so we may be deemed um, righteous. I'll go ahead and invite the uh, worship band back up, and they'll play a song. Um, And as they're playing a song, go ahead and feel free to line up and take communion. Um, There's two tables up here, so feel free to do that. Um, But again, you know, it's it's us just standing firm that God, you know, sent his only son to die for our sins, so we may be deemed grace and righteous. And it's, this world has a lot of troubles. And it leads for us to having troubles in our own lives that we can't overcome our own will or strength, but only by looking through, um, keeping our eyes on God and his grace and righteousness to overwhelm us. Um, and it's, it's something that, that can only be done um, by, by ex- accepting the truth, by accepting that, man, you know, Jesus did this for me. Jesus died for me. Um, so I won't be struggling over lust. I won't be struggling over um, anger when my family talks to me, when certain things happen in my life. And when, you know, when I'm at the low of my life, I know there's an eternal hope that God has set before me. Um, so I hope you guys just take a moment now to um, consider that. Um, and again, once you're ready, feel free to come up and take the communion. One of the um, things about uh, college is, um, or at least from my life, when I remembered, man, you know, college is, and I went to Cal State Fullerton, which is literally down the street from here. And it was, it was, it was good times and it was bad times, but man, I'd have to say that's when the time that God really took my heart the most is in college when, when I'd really failed, you know, like, you'd have to understand that I, I graduated out of high school with, with high honors, you know, with a 3.5 GPA or something like that, you know, so I was, I was, you know, decently, you know, average in high school. But in, in college, when I went to college, man, you know, I thought I was, I was smarter than I really was, which I still kind of do today, but um, I, it was funny. I lived on campus for the first year, and classes were just literally steps away, and I never went to class because I thought, you know, I would, I would just show up for exams and pass them, um, but nope, that didn't happen. 
um, I, I would still show up and take the exams, not go to class, but I would take the exams and I'd fail. But um, I was so hard-headed. Like, my heart was, like, so set on, like, I, I can ace this. Um, and I'm going to go to the last exam. Maybe I'll just ace the final exam and I'll get a C or something, you know? Again, my math wasn't really great. So 1A and 4Fs didn't really add up to a C. But nonetheless, um, you know, I, there was a sense of, like, man, you know, I can do this. I know I can. Um, and, I, and I think that's so many movies kind of taught me that. I watch Cinderella Man. I watch, you know, um, other movies that just says, yeah, you know, you can do this. You, if you put your mind to it, you can do this. Um, but after the first year of college, I got kicked out. I got disqualified for having bad grades, which I never would have guessed would have happened to me, a guy who graduated out of high school with high honors. Um, so obviously I couldn't do it. Right, um, and then what was even more a little uh, discouraging was when I um, tried to get back into school, um, back into Cal State Fullerton to get my bachelor's. Um, they would make you go through this really gloomy orientation of how to get back in because you have get you got disqualified, um, and they would tell you um, it's a rather long process. You have to retake all your classes. You get an F in, um, and it would tell you out of. All the, you know, it was an auditorium, like 300 kids who all got disqualified. And they were like, only 20% of you are going to make it um, actually back in. Most of the people who get disqualified don't ever come back because it's too hard. Um, and, you know, what was crazy is um, I, God was doing crazy things in my heart. I started reprioritizing things. Um, but the heart of it was like, man, you know, I think I can really do this. I really want to get my you know, degree. I really want to finish this because life tells you, you know, the world tells you, man, you know, go to school and, and get a good degree and then you'll get a good job and then your life would be a-okay after that. Um, so after six years, you know, at, um, I got back in. I got this piece of paper um, and I guess it kind of makes me smart or not even smart. It just makes me um, enjoy my six years there, and it's a degree, you know, it's a, I, I can tell you how much I value it, because it's still in the original envelope that I got it mailed in, um, but it's, it's crazy, because I look at it, and it's like, man, those six years were hard, those were really hard, and, and I feel like I've earned this, you know, um, I felt like I've, I've worked so hard at it that I earned this, this degree, but with God, it's a little different, you know, like, we go to God, um, with so much baggage, so much burdens in our lives. Um, and it's crazy because once we look at him and, 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 and accept his grace and, and forgiveness, you know, instead of trying to work our way back in and try to beat the odds of beating 20%, we're just pretty much declared righteous right off the bat. You know, we're declared righteous as the moment we believe and, and declare God, you know, I can't do this out of my own strength and will, right? I, I can't go through this world just trying to buy my own power. Um, and, and that's when crazy things start happening. That's when crazy things um, start changing in your heart, and, and it's going to completely be upside down. Um, and you know, what I hope you guys get from today's message is, is just that, you know, that we have an all-powerful God that, that's so powerful that will accept you as you are. You know, without you trying to clean up yourself and clean up your um, sins, he's, he's willing to take you as you are and, and work with it, you know? You were created for a, in a masterpiece in, in God's image, and he, he's going to love you as you are. 
Um, and it gets a little more complicated than that to, to kind of, you know, go throughout the life. And that's what really the church and the small groups are all about to help you go through that. So I hope you guys would just take that in consideration. And we'll sing a couple more songs. And we have a lot more exciting things um, uh, to do in our service. So um, please uh, stick around.